Gauchos split the weekend series with the Oregon Ducks losing the first two and then coming back to win the second two. We've got game highlights from all four games, interviews with Dylan Jones, Xander Darby, and Matt Ager, and we've got hitter and pitcher of the week. And, of course, we are brought to you by our great friends at Kyle's Kitchen and over at Smart Office Interiors, Santa Barbara local companies, and proud sponsors of UCSB Athletics. That's Kyle's Kitchen and Smart Office Interiors. Thank you so much for your support. Let's get to it. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. Here's the one-strike pitch, and Mitchell belts us to deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. He's at the track, he's at the wall, he leaps at the wall, and this one is out of here. Christian Curley. Gauchos are going to Omaha, can you believe it? John Newman wins it for the Gauchos. In the score is two. Here comes Mitchell, he's going to score. And the Gauchos are the 2019 champions of the Big West. Three doubles, three home runs, and nine RBIs as he hits one in the air. Shallow right, a long run for Mortensen, still coming, and he goes into a slide and makes the catch in fair territory to retire Malone. Now Brock came from a mile away out there in right center. Goes into a slide, hauls it in, loses his hat, hair flopping all over the place, and Corey Lewis has a 1-2-3 bottom of the first inning. We'll go to the second, no score here from PK Park. Due to changes in the academic calendar for Yale out there in New Haven, as Darby drives this to left center, this is hit very well, on the move, and watching it fly is Colby Shade, and Xander Darby goes oppo taco for his first collegiate home run. The kid from Palo Alto circles the bases with his first career homer, and that gives the Gounces a 1-0 lead as he gets the battle axe hopping into the dugout. That's fantastic. Good for you, Xander Darby. That is a poke and a half. Opposite field. That's 1-0 UCSB here in the fourth as Bloom takes a slider outside corner for strike one this year. Hasn't been on base that much. Got an average lead, there he goes. It's hit back up the middle, and that's a diving stop Darby. To his feet, he's got one play to first, and it's picked out by Johnson. What a play by Xander Darby, gloving it on the backhand, sliding behind the base, getting to his feet, and making the throw to first, and a great pick by Johnson over there on the turf. And Darby with a good eye. Seeing the ball well here tonight. Lights have taken effect. Here's a 3-0. And swung on and driven to center. Back is Shade. He's at the wall. He turns. He leaps. And this one is out of here. Two homers for Xander Darby. Makes it 2-0. Circle the bases again, young fella. Xander Darby, two home runs tonight, 
He gets the ax again. And he doubles the Gaucho lead. I mean, that one a no-doubter. Just to the left is center field. Two balls, two strikes. Rice would love to get the first out of this inning. Gaucho's leading by one. Here's the pitch and the slider. This is pulled. Diving stop, Mosby on the fly. And there's one away. You know, the Gauchos shifted their positioning ever so slightly before that pitch. I don't know if it brought Leo closer to the line, but that one hit in the hole. And the horizontal dive snags it for out number one. Infield defense pretty straight away. Here's the 1-1. Slider hit back to Splain. It's through him. This will be backhanded by Darby. He's got no play. Now he's going to go to third. Walsh caught off the bag, and the Gauchos get him at third base. I don't know how that got through Splain. It was hit right back to him, and Walsh with too big of a turn around third, and it's Xander Darby with the heads-up play thrown behind the runner, and the Gauchos get the second out. Try and put something over the fence. Not a whole lot of wins at the moment. Two-0 pitch from Aon, and Drock drives this to right field. This one is out of here. Two-run shot ties the game. A laser beam from Mortensen makes it 2-2. Pitching matchup for game two. J.D. Callahan against Andrew Mosiello as the slider is hit to deep right. Betcher is back, still going back. He's at the track. He leaps, and it's off his glove up over the wall for a home run. <laughs> and Betcher looking into his glove. On his back, can't believe it. A solo homer for Willits makes it 4-3. Still showing a hit up there. Hope they leave it. Here comes the 1-1. And this is pulled to right field towards the corner. Is this going to be fair? Yes, sir. Brock Mortensen, a two-run shot just inside the pole. Tries the Gauchos within one. And Morty with his second homer of the day. Second two-run homer of the day. He's got four now on the season. And the Gauchos punch back with a two-spot. But RBI opportunity. Gauchos trailing by one here in the sixth inning. Sloan rocks and fires. And Vote hits a line drive center field. That's going to fall for a base hit. And it gets through the center fielder, Shade. It's rolling to the backstop. Sprinkle scores. Here comes Darby being waved around. The relay from Kasovich is not in time. Darby slides in safely. And the Gauchos take the lead. And Nick Vote hustling all the way, winds up at third base. On the air by the center fielder, Colby Shade. And UCSB leads at 5-4. After stomaching two one-run losses. 3-2, inside corner, strike three called. Perfect pitch. 
Anbach with a pair of strikeouts here in the sixth inning. Brings up Cromwick with two outs and nobody on. Willett's off the line at third. One-two pitch. Slider in the dirt. There goes the runner. Here's the throw from Bloom. It's right on the money. And Sprinkle tags out Grant for out number two. What a tremendous play by Johnny Bloom behind the plate. No balls and a strike. Grant deep in the box, upright. And he hits a ground ball to short, could be two. Sprinkle to Oakley, the turn to first, a double play. And UCSB defeats Oregon here in game three. My final score of five to four. And the double play gets the job done here in the ninth after Oregon got the leadoff man on in shade. Grants, the hero last night, ends the game here on a double play. There is a fair amount of foul territory immediately behind home plates. We've seen a number of pop-outs to the catcher this weekend. Another payoff pitch. Here's the, here comes, and it's hit softly over Walsh down the right field line, a base hit. That's going to score at least two. Erdman's going to hold Johnson Mosby into second base with a double. Gouncers have the hit in the crooked number. It's 3-0. 2-2 pitch. Change up is popped up. This is on the infield. Third base side. Mosby coming in in fair territory. Makes the catch. It's a 1-2-3. Bottom of the first inning for Ryan Gallagher. Great shutdown inning for the Gauchos. We'll go to the second. 3-0 UC Santa Barbara. From Ryan Gallagher. Swipes to a new sign here. And his one strike pitch. Little inside out swing. Leaping grab by Mosby at third base. Mosby climbs the ladder. Picks it off at its highest point. And stands there and looks at his fellow defenders as he came down. That's a great play by Leo Mosby, who's got the big hit so far and flashes the leather. Whiting two-thirds of clean baseball as Sprinkle drives us to deep right center. Back is Shade. He leaps at the wall. It's off the top of the wall and up over the fence for a solo homer. Jordan Sprinkle in the home run column makes it 4-2. to two. Couple opposite field home runs for Gauchos this weekend. That one sneaking over the wall, right off the yellow padding on top, over the outstretched glove of Colby Shade. 4-2 Gauchos. And this one's a little soft liner, and that's over the head of Cowley into right center, a base hit. Johnson being waved around. Here's the throw from Shade, it's offline, and UCSB on an RBI single from Christian Kirtley, takes a 5-4 lead. As ball in play, potentially means a run. 1-2, fastball pulled. That's a fair ball inside the bag down the left field line. Kirtley scores. Mosby heading to third. He is being waved around. Here comes the relay from Kasevich, and Mosby slides in, and he's tagged out by Cromwick. Welch checks the runner. 
and delivers. And a fastball is chopped high in the air. Sprinkle to the left of second, throws to first in time. And Welch comes in, gets Brennan Malone on a 3-0 fly out, strikes out Walsh, and that gets Kasevich to bounce out to short. Oregon settles for one. It will go to the eighth. Gauchos six, Ducks five here on UCSBGauchos.com. Currently came into the, today's game hitting 250. He's got his sixth RBI today. 1-1 pitch is hammered to left center. This is hit well. Smith is back. He's at the track. He turns and he watches this one fly. A solo homer for Kirtley. Gauchos get that run back at 7-5. Harvey with that offset stance. Kicks in the 0-1. Is hit back up the middle. It's to Darby from the outfield. Grass throws to first and UCSB splits the series with the Ducks as they defeat Oregon 7-5 today and Ryan Harvey does have that clean ninth inning as he gets Malone on the strikeout and he gets Walsh and Kasevich to bounce out. 7-5 the Gauchos win it here on this Sunday afternoon. Time of the game 3 hours and 14 minutes. The winning pitcher Gauchos reclaim the lead in the sixth, so the winning pitcher is Michael Rice. He improves to 2-0 on the season. The save goes to Ryan Harvey. That is his second save of the year. Gauchos improve to 7-4. Oregon drops to 7-5. Might as well just do it right here. So, this is Dylan Jones. Assistant coach for the Gauchos. It's Friday. It's cold. We're in Eugene, Oregon. It's the Pueblo Radiology pregame show. Gauchos, uh, first of four games with the Ducks. And we were just reminiscing about one of the last times you were on the pregame show. It was when we were in um, Corvallis two years ago, playing against your alma mater. So uh, is it... Is it now normal to come back to Oregon and play? Is it is it special, or is it just another day at the office? I mean, kind of cliche, but yeah, it's just another day at the office. Um, I think we got to come out and play our game and do our thing. And I think it's cool that we get to come back and maybe check Ferg and I, and then even you being here for a little bit, get a chance to see some of the old old buddies or family around. But you know, I think that. Like the cliche answer, it's a business trip. We're here to get our work in, get get some competitive games and see what happens. Uh, but just being here is, is a nice perk, I guess. It's pretty amazing that the three main coaches, except not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disregarding Spencer Erdman. <laughs> He's the voluntary coach. There he is. But you, Chexford, all from the state of Oregon. So... And, and Ferg, Ferg, Ferg doesn't have roots at Oregon or at Oregon State, but you and Chex have roots at Oregon State. So I'm sure you guys like to come here and, and win games against the Ducks. I mean, there's nothing better. Yeah, I, I like winning games against anybody. So this is a, just another great opportunity for us. How many times have you been here to PK Park? Is this the first time? Like, like coaching the team here or playing? I was an undergrad with Oregon State, so I That's probably right. That's right. five or six, seven games here. Uh, first time being being in Santa Barbara, coming here and, and being on staff. Uh, but yeah, I've been I've been here a handful of times for sure. Um, impressions coming here this year. Initial reactions on coming back. 
anything changed? Has anything changed with this yard? I think the fences are closer. Fences have moved in a little bit. Um, there's, I guess, bigger logos on the field. Um, big O in center field. Big Huge. O something behind home plate. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's... And the turf is brand new. Pretty sure it's not even a month old. The turf, it, it, it plays nice. It's, it's got a good feel to it. Uh, you know, we don't play on many turf fields, so I think it's a good chance to... I guess we did San Fran to open up, but these are a little different fields, but it's a good place to see how things go. So the playability of this ballpark and when it's when it's cool and cloudy and maybe a little bit wet, how is this yard going to play? In the past, how has it played? Because I remember be it being, question, yeah. I remember it being really slow with balls hit on the infield, and it didn't carry all that well. Last time the Gauchos were here was in 2016, so it's been six years. Yeah. That team, of course, went to the World Series, but I remember it was a, it was a struggle to get things going offensively. It was cold, it was wet, but then when we went to Corvallis in 2020, it was also cold and wet. Gauchos dominated on the mound. And maybe got a couple breaks here and there, but won three games against the Beavers. And I've, the weather is similar to here compared to Corvallis. It's not all that, di- all that much different. But the stadiums are different. Yeah. And the turf's a little bit different. Uh, this, this park was playing a little different. It used to be kind of a graveyard and big big alleyways out there. A little, Like you said, a little slower on the infield. Uh, I think the infield's maybe still a tick slow, not the fastest it could be. Uh, but... I don't know if our hitters are just really good and strong, but there were some balls that were getting hit out last night that uh, I wouldn't typically suspect after playing here for a few years. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes tonight. How do you feel about the pitching staff so far? Because you got you got Corey going today, and we're going to see J.D. Callahan pitch on the weekend. We're going to see Mikey, his second start, and we got got Gallagher, who threw really well against Nevada last Sunday. Those are your four starters. How do you feel about the starters this weekend? I feel good. You know, I think one of the most exciting things for me is, is I don't think we're as good as we're going to be in, you know, even a month or two months or, or getting into league play and, and, you know, making a deep push into the season. I, I think we got some guys that are doing some things really well um, and, and know how to pitch and are pitching to their strengths and, and doing some good things. But I, I think as a whole, we're going to we're going to continue to get better. And, and, you know, we got a lot of a lot to fill in on the mound. I mean, it's weird not having Boone and McGreevy out there after so many years. It's, it's weird losing like 250 innings yeah. in one year. Strikeouts, but I, I think it's a great opportunity for some of the other guys to, to fill fill the void. And you know, um, like I said, it's it's going to be fun to see how the roles shape up. I don't think we're really locked into anything too crazy, except for maybe the starters. But you know, it's been fun to see Harv come in and close the game. And, yeah light it up and see what he's all about or Rice has kind of embraced How about the, how about the emergence of Michael Rice? Been fun to watch. I, I think that he's he's got some mental mentality, he's he's got some toughness. He he loves those situations. You know, some guys are, are just in there pitching, but he's he wants those, he's begging for those, he's he wants to be the guy and I think whether he goes out and does it ten times in a row or blows one, he's he's gonna come back and have that same hunger and fight. So that's that's a good guy we want in that role. So I know it's early in the season. It's week three. These two teams played in week three last year. And early in the year, non-conference, like like you just said, you don't really know what kind of team you have until maybe the middle of the year, unless you got a team full of veterans and you're just running it back, which the Gounces aren't necessarily doing. So early season, like, what are you looking for as a coach out of these games? What are you looking for that's going to make a difference 
in these games. Like last last year, they were close games to start. The first two, started by McGreevy and Tora, were close games. Scouts just had the lead late and, and lost both of those leads and lost the games. Then Rodney had a forgettable inning in game three, and then the Gouchers came from behind on Sunday. And so I think the, the pitching said a lot about the, the the result of the series last year. I think it will be the same here this year, especially playing on the road. I think it starts with the pitching. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it kind of always starts with the pitching and defense. I think those things can be pretty steady, and we've been good at that, and that allows you to be in games. Um, I think for us and for them, just as the series progresses, we're, both of us are very different. Different pitching rotations, the lineups are different. Uh, and, and, I mean, it feels like they're still trying to figure themselves out. We're trying to figure ourselves out. Uh, I think, I mean, honestly, what it would be great to win. I like winning. <laughs> um, but, you know, that being said, I think it's we want to have some competitive games and make sure we're locked in and playing 27 ounce a, a game and uh, seeing what happens. But I, I think it's, it's just a great opportunity to keep growing and, and showing off all the work that we put in since you know since, since September. Has there been any talk about last year's series at all in the lead up to this weekend? With players, with the staff, any of it? Uh, maybe a little bit here and there. Just we played them last year, but I don't think it's the we owe them anything. Like I said, the teams are different, and I, I think a lot of it was we were in all three of the four games, and right. I think if we control things a little better on our end, we, we probably it's a little different story last year, but you know, I think it's our job to go out and control what we can control and be competitive and, uh, you know, see what happens. I think we got to go play loose and free and, and confident. Last question about Corey Lewis. Back-to-back starts with double-digit strikeouts. I thought he was really good against Nevada last week. And he's he's as stoic as ever, as, as Corey Lewis as ever. What do you see in him just in, with his work ethic and his – his performance out on the field because when I look at it from from where I sit it's like it's the same Corey that we saw last year but is it is it any different has it enhanced at all I, I don't know he's a, he's a tough guy to get stuff out of I heard him on your pod the other day <laughs> and uh you he, he were, he were fighting for words um I, I think that one of the the good things about Corey is he's just consistent and steady Eddie and you know what you're gonna get I, I think that He's kind of embracing that he's the guy that sets the tone for the weekend and gets to be that guy. I think he's he's starting to feel that that's good, uh, and, and he has some impact on just the energy of the dugout and the team. And I think he's embracing that role. I I, I think one of the best starts I've ever seen was his his uh, outing against Oklahoma State in the regional last year. And I all year I've been saying I want to see that guy. Like, there was some fire. There was some. Yeah, sometimes. Some, yeah, there's. I mean, you don't get much out of Corey. There's, you don't get much. So out when of you get it, when you get a little it bit, fires you it's up. like fires yes, everybody. Let's up. go. <laughs> you know, even even last weekend, you could tell he was feeling himself a little bit. Just how he walked off the mound. He's not going to say anything or pound strut. his chest. Just a little or, different. Or, yeah. little, little different cut in the step. But I, I think that the more he does that, whether good, bad, or indifferent, he's kind of the guy that everybody's looking at to get going. He's a he's a tough one to go. Five pitch mix. He's got a knuckle puck. He's you know, throwing a little harder than he was last year consistently, and I think it's uh, it's just fun to see him embrace that role and, and you know, quote unquote, be the guy that starts it off. That you know, we've had we've had some lockdown guys there the last couple of years. And that's a good report from Dylan Jones. Uh, good luck this weekend. Have fun out there. Thanks, Kev. Hey, Xander. Hey, Kev. How you doing? Doing pretty good. 
are you? Good. I'm great. Are you great? Did you sleep well last night? I slept very well, yeah. Good restful sleep. Now, did you sleep well because you were worn out? Did you sleep well because you were, you know, taking it hard because of the loss? Or did you sleep well because you hit two home runs and made two web gems? Um, probably all of the above. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> uh, definitely went to bed happy with my performance, but obviously we got three more games against the Ducks. And first one didn't go end as planned, but, you know, I went to bed. I was pretty happy. I was also pretty tired, but I definitely had a great sleep. So what were your thoughts, like, after the game? You get home to the hotel, you take one on the chin. Yeah. Like, are you trying to flush it and, like, have a clear mind when you go to sleep? Or are you, you trying to visualize for the next day? Are you trying to not think about baseball? Like, what's, uh, what's going through the head? Well, I got to say, there were definitely a lot of videos sent my way of <laughs> the bombs and the play, so I was watching them. And then, I don't know, I wasn't thinking about much, which is great. It's always a good thing. Um, I was pretty bummed out about the walk-off, obviously. But hot? I was able All to right, let's go. flush Mr. it. Uh, we'll move forward from it, but I wasn't too worried about it. I know we have a lot more ahead of us, so good things coming our way. Did you have a chance to say hi to your boy, Josh? You know what? Funny story. He has not made eye contact with me or said a word to me, even <laughs> though I was holding him on. He was running at second. Uh, not, not even on the field? Nope. Nothing? He told my parents that they'll give me a big hug after the last game or the, the fourth game of the series, but nothing. nothing. Okay. So he's, he's a savvy vet. He yeah. doesn't want any distractions no, before, uh, during the game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's, that's kind of impressive, I yeah. think. Yeah. Right? No distractions Maybe. during the game? I don't know. <laughs> it's not hard to say hi. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the home runs because they were pretty cool. You go opposite field for your first yeah. homer. Do you do you put your hand in the air after every home run that you hit? Uh, that's a good question. Because <laughs> I saw you do it in scrimmages a couple times I, too. I, it became a thing this summer, and I stuck with it. So whenever, wherever I'm out on the field, and I, when I see it goes out, I'll, I'll put, point a finger in the air. I don't know. I just I do it naturally. <laughs> it looks good going around the bases. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. It looks good. Okay, the second one, though, 3-0 yeah. count. And Erdy dropped this on me this morning. He goes, you know, Xander the other day was talking about this 3-0 count that he had earlier this season yeah. where he's like, he wanted so bad to swing away and hit yeah. it over the fence. And then you did that yeah. yesterday. So... So the first the time was at LMU, it was 3-0. I go, if, he's, if he throws it down the middle, I'm hitting it out of here. So and then I got a ball, but this time it was 3-0, and I take my practice swing. I go, I'm hitting a home run right here. I was I visualized it pull side, but I go, if he throws me a, a fastball or anything in the heart of the plate, I'm hitting a ball, man. I, I had that in the warm-up swing, and then I got back in the box, and just kind of quieted my mind and I did it. I was like, wow, I actually did it. But I definitely had the confidence there. And you went dead central. Yes. You went dead central. You know they moved the fences at 10 feet. Did they? Yeah. Oh, I was actually talking to my dad about that. I was wondering. <laughs> Whatever. It went over the fence. It went, that's all that matters. Well, it, your stroke looks so natural going the opposite way and going to center field. But you, you hit a lot of homers pull side yeah. in batting practice. And you love the breaking ball machine. Oh, yeah. But you've, you've proven that you got you got some power to all fields. And, yeah, I've you've never, only had eight collegiate ABs, so yeah. like 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, it feels like you're comfortable up there. It's, it looked like you were seeing the ball well yesterday. I definitely was. That was my first oppo home run. I didn't think I'd ever hit an oppo home run in my career, but what do you know? I did it. I did it yesterday. I told Jesse that I don't think I could hit a ball over 100 opposite field, like literally like three days ago. And I'm sure that was over 100 so i guess i proved myself wrong and lo, lo and behold yeah lo and behold, you were surprising yourself that's impressive yeah. how about so on on the field uh playing on the turf yeah the uh how's it play um it's actually quite different from usf yes i i like it because the uh the brown turf runs a bit quicker so typically the the green turf at USF in here runs a bit slower, so you kind of got to charge it, especially if you see a down angle, a big hop, but, you know, I like it. You don't really get bad hops, obviously, but it definitely plays. And sliding. Sliding. So both, both the plays that you made were sliding stops. Yeah, you, I definitely utilized that. You could, well, backhand slide and pop up to stop the momentum. Ferg always teaches that. Uh, it works in the field, too. My high school field was also turf, so... I had a lot of, I would slide and pop up on the backhands especially, and I was at second base, so it's kind of the same play, but uh, just on the other side of the field, but I've done it before. So the, the play where you got Walsh at third, yeah, that was in the eighth inning, seventh inning? Yeah, late. Yeah, it, it, it was late, and it was a big spot because you got just had the one-run lead. Yeah. Was that a was someone calling for three? Did you see him out of the corner yeah. of your eye, or was it something that you had had pre-pitched before the the ball came? Yeah. Through? So the ball deflected off the of splainer's glove or back. I don't remember. So it was a, definitely a hard play at first. I think he might have been safe if I thrown it. And with the help of KJ, KJ was KJ was pointed over to third when ah. I went to go look at first. Ah. So so then I gave KJ the pump faked and turned around and I saw Walsh and he was slipping at the time so i was like oh he's a he's a sitting duck uh so i got him out at third which was pretty funny were you thinking sitting duck or did that did you plan that <laughs> i that just came right to the ducks the cows pretty good yeah that's, that's good for the radio yeah. good work good work <laughs> um so second big road trip for you usf was the first one you go home and then you come yeah. up here in oregon um i mean cool environment it's a little chilly but like what were what your impressions been playing here yesterday um first inning i definitely had a lot of nerves out on d this was the biggest park i've played at um but i settled in quick um there were there were some hecklers which are entertaining you just gotta block them out yeah (laughs) um but this this place is a cool place minus the weather i'll tell you that um it's just great to play baseball in different environments okay uh two games today double first double header of the year Probably get a lot of at bats. You get a lot, of, a lot of free accounts to swing away at. Uh, we um, we're looking for uh, positive vibes, looking for good swings, looking yeah. for good defense. Uh, hope you have a good day out there. Thank you, thank you, Kev. All right, that's Andrew Darby. Thanks for the time. You wonder where your nickname came from? Yeah. Do you look like Matt Ryan? No, I don't think I do. You're you're probably like same build. I think I'm bigger than you. Think you're bigger than Matt Ryan? Yeah. Like, like personality-wise or just like physically? Just physically, yeah. Okay, okay. This is, of course, Matt Ager, true freshman, Pleasanton, Foothill High School. Last night's, um, you had the save yeah. last night in the 5-4 win, game three of the series, game two of the doubleheader. How'd you feel out there? It felt great. It was a lot of fun being out there. 
Uh, I mean, this stadium is obviously sick. It was fun to pitch. All the fans and in a close game, it was fun to come in and close the door. No sleeves. No, no yeah. sleeves. I called you a tough guy. <laughs> I called you a tough guy. You came in, you, you, you finished the job, so you were the tough guy. <laughs> two, two and a third, got the save. Um, what's with the no sleeves? Like, is, uh, is that uncomfortable or you're was, not, is it not that cold? It was kind of a superstition, kind of not. It was pregame, it was sunny out. I took them off and then it got cold again. And I just left them off because I haven't thrown them, thrown with them in a game yet. So I just was like, I'll just keep them on. Just rolled with it. it yeah, felt, it felt good. Yeah, it felt, it felt great. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. First year player. How do you like being a gaucho? Like, I love we it, have yeah. we haven't we haven't had a chance to interview for like podcasts or, or this yet. So like, how do you like being a gaucho? I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's kind of like the type of baseball I've just been itching to play like my whole life. It's just been just craving it kind of and it's just a lot of fun to be out here with all these guys and never been on a team like this talented like I feel like 15 guys should be hitting you know what I mean it's like just crazy to me Foothill wasn't that talented? No <laughs> Come on you gotta you gotta remember I mean, high school let's go Yeah I mean, we, we, we were pretty good but I mean not 15 deep you know what I mean Okay, yeah. okay. So you're confident in the squad that we have? Definitely yeah Okay Confident with the bats confidence with the uh, with the arms? Yeah definitely yeah we're deep both ways it's crazy What about uh, Dylan Jones? He was, he was just here a second ago. I was going to try and get that question in before he left, but uh, pitching coach Dylan Jones, of course, head coach Andrew Checkets. He's, he's a pitching guru. Um, what's it been like playing for those guys? Uh, it's been great. I mean, I've never – I've had a pitching coach in high school, but not really like a – it's kind of like a mechanics coach, and I feel like these are like pitching coaches where they like teach you the game and what you need to do and push your strengths and stuff like that it's been great what are what are some things that you have picked up this year that you were either unaware of or had never worked on maybe were aware of and didn't, didn't uh, work on like yeah, what are some say new things the biggest thing would be like pitching with running on base it's just a big part of the game that I really kind of neglected like in high school and stuff because I mean you get away with it then but not really now and then the second biggest or maybe the first like beating the first one would be just like off suit pitches like, I would, like, have a change-up, like, with air quotes, but I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't actually throw it ever. And I yeah. started, I had to develop a slider here because my curveball was too slow, so I just needed to get an off-speed to get them off my fastball and to make my fastball look better. So it's been, yeah, definitely a Did you me. throw some good sliders yesterday? Looked like you did. Yeah, yeah, it felt pretty good yesterday. I mean, I was throwing, I was probably near, like, 50% sliders, I think. Really? I, I mean, maybe like 40 or 35, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of sliders. Do you keep those percentages in your head? Are you a math guy? No, no. I mean, I, I'm just I'm just thinking right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, what about the what about the data side and, and having Rob Soto on you all the time and TrackMan? Like, have you have you bought in or, or like were you focused on analytics before you came to UCSB? Or is uh, it's it's. I mean, I learned about it in high school, but I didn't really have it. I didn't like none of the places I pitched at I never really like got my own information so when I got here I knew what was going on but I didn't really like know my numbers and so it's been cool to look at that but I mean I think at the end of the day it's just like you just got to compete and throw strikes and that's like that obviously helps and gets you like where you like you can get you to those opportunities but I mean at the end of the day you just got to compete go out there and play baseball right exactly yeah. yeah well I think you did a great job of that last night it was 
a one-run game. Hattie was great. Hattie did that amazing. Was, that yeah. was uh, his best performance as a gaucho. He got his first collegiate win. You got your first collegiate save. And in the series, the three games have been 3-2, 4-3, 5-4. I don't know if you realize that. Yeah, we've been right there. So it's it's one-run games. It's gauchos with the lead, Oregon coming back. It's Oregon with the lead, gauchos coming back. And in game three yesterday, it was the, the single to center field that got by Shade that allowed the go-ahead run to score for UCSB in the sixth. And I saw you, you were getting hot really oh quick. Gosh, yeah. Was that in game one or in game two? So, I mean, I got... Because you got real hot early, sat down, yeah, and then came back. I probably, I threw like, I think I threw more in the pen than I did in the game yesterday. But I, yeah, I got hot in the first game. That's right, first game. And then game. sat down, and then once Hattie went in, I was just getting like five away every inning. So then I'd sit down, get back up, get five away. And him, and he was doing great, so I just would go back down. And every it was just a up and down. I didn't really know what was happening. How's the adjustment been going? I'm sure you started in high school. Yeah. Right. How's the adjustment been going into the bullpen? I, I actually really enjoy it because it's kind of, it, I don't know, it kind of takes the, not pressure, but I feel like as a starter, you just like have to be like so locked in all the time, like pregame and stuff like that. And it's just like, it's fun to just go out there and just get hot and like get the adrenaline going and going out there and just giving all you got for a few innings instead of trying to like pace sure. yourself for the game. It's kind of like a grab bag. Like, are you going to get a clean inning? Are you going to have a runner on first? Yeah. Are you going to have a runner on second? No idea. Are you going to have a 2-0 count? Like, you, you don't really compete. know what you get yeah. in. Okay. That's a lot of fun. I like that's a good mentality to have. Yeah. Some guys some guys like it, some guys don't, obviously. That's why some guys are good relievers, some guys aren't great relievers. Some guys are starters, some guys aren't. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes total sense. Um, yeah, so Sunday, got to have a chance to split the series. Obviously, in my experience, if you win on Sunday, even if you lost the first two games, it feels like you come away with a little positive at the ends. But in this case, if you win on Sunday that split the series, you feel like you won the series. I feel, yeah. In my experience. Is that what you think here? I definitely. I mean, today? we're going home. We got a long day of traveling ahead of us. We don't really want to go home feeling good. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, your boy, Ryan Gallagher. Yeah. Gallagher. Who's your roommate? Uh, at Trop, it's Aaron Parker. Okay. Yeah. AP. So, Gallagher, what have you thought of his performance so far? Like, I mean, he's been amazing. I didn't like. I mean, he came in and we were just like, "Oh, this guy's like he has a disgusting changeup." Is it that good? I I think I think it's the best changeup I've seen. <laughs> but uh, and then we were like, "Oh, I mean, he only throws like 86." And then a few months, he's throwing like 91 now, and he's just carving dudes. He's developing a slider and he's got a hard curve and keep that change it's a recipe for like just success okay so we're confident playing behind gallagher definitely. here on sunday definitely okay yeah. uh, are you hot today you, you gonna pitch again what uh, i'm in the emergency rule i could i mean if they let me okay. they don't really yeah uh, they don't let me throw a lot it'd be, it'd be cool to see you come and close it out yeah. two saves in one week in one be, weekend that'd be great yeah <laughs> all right matt thanks for the time uh it's time to go get ready yeah thank you All right, Gauchos take two from the Ducks over the weekend. They dropped the first two, won the second two, and any time in a four-game series when you win the last two after losing the first two, feels like you won the series. If you think back to last year, on the road at Fullerton, to start Big West play, Gauchos won the first two games and then lost the second two and they were back and forth games. They were tight. They were full of some drama. And it felt like you lost a series. Definitely felt like you lost a series. And coming home 
last night after uh, Gaucho's win on Sunday in what was a a I mean it felt like a back and forth game even though there was only one tie but every time the Gauchos had a lead or extended the lead Oregon would chip away and it was a a big finish especially with the bullpen and with the clutch hitting at the end and so you feel good about the result of the weekend coming home bus to Portland fly to LA LA bus back to Santa Barbara so it's it's a long way back and the Gauchos um, certainly deserved um, to enjoy themselves on the way back and are had a good workout today, just a brief one, and are ready to take on LMU at home tonight if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning. Uh, LMU, 5.30 at Caesar Wasaka Stadium, second leg of the season series uh, in the midweeks with the Lions. Gauchos won the first matchup 18-7. to Digging into the Oregon series a little bit, just overall looking at each game. You had the walk-off homer by Gavin Grant in game one after the Gauchos had a 2-0 lead in the seventh. It was two solo home runs by Xander Darby, his first two of his career. It was electric watching him go opposite field and then to dead center and and carrying the axe into the dugout. That was pretty great. Uh, Corey Lewis was sensational again. Uh, he didn't really need the strikeout. He pitched to a lot of contact. Um, and he was able to use his defense. He had a couple web gems behind him, Leo Mosby at third, Darby a couple times up the middle. Um, and then, but it was just the, the end of the game where Oregon chipped away. They caught some momentum after Coach Waz was ejected, arguing with the umpires over the, the, the foul ball call and the pickoff throw where Johnson was recovering at first. But after that game, you feel like, uh-oh, it's 2021 all over again. Gauchos have the lead. Ducks come back, win the game. Then first leg of the doubleheader, the seven-inning game, two-run homer right away in the first inning by Cowley. Gauchos find themselves behind. And Isaac Aon, the starter for Oregon, was on on dial a pitch. He faced the, the minimum through the first three. It was three up, three down. It was really quick. The game was moving at a rapid pace. It felt like we played maybe the first five innings in like 45 minutes. I mean, it was just going so fast. But Brock Mortensen, the game-tying homer, you feel like Gouches are back in it. But Oregon ultimately scratches out a couple runs late. And then the homer by Willits made it interesting in the seventh, um, which bounced over the uh, off the glove of the right fielder, Betcher over the fence. So you drop the first two games, couple of gut checks, couple of one run games, and you got to play the second leg of the double header. And last year it was a huge early inning for the ducks. I think they scored maybe eight runs unearned in one inning off of Rodney Boone in game three that really just put things out of reach and it was tough for the Gauchos to fight back after that. But in game three this year, Gauchos strike first, the sack fly. Mosey Yellow, the starter for Oregon, he hit three batters in the first inning. Gauchos couldn't get it run. And you feel a little frustrated after that, but you get the sack fly. And then, uh-oh, grand slam by Cromwick in the last of the second, and it's 4-1. And you get the sense of, all right, are they going to, 
Are they going to fight back, or is Oregon going to take control of this and win the third game? But thank God for Brock Mortensen. The laser beam home run over the uh, the right field fence. Or was that in game two? That might have been in game two, the laser beam. And then right after the grand slam here in game three, he keeps it inside the foul pole down the right field line, and it was in the top of the third. So right after the grand slam, two-run homer, Gouches are back in it. They've got the momentum. And then the great pitching performances of Hayden Hattenbach and Matt Ager. They went a combined, let me look this up here just to confirm, five and two-thirds innings, just two hits allowed, no runs. They struck out five, and it allowed the Gauchos to take the lead back. And it was on a single by Nick Vote up the middle, got through the center fielder shade, allowing two runs to score, and the pitchers took care of the rest and got the and got the win. So five four, Gauchos win. And at this point, three to two, four to three. Five to four. And of course, I noticed this on the broadcast as I was talking to myself, and I was I made a couple of comments about okay, is is Sunday going to be six five? And boy oh boy, was it close to being six five. One of those baseball things that just uh, I don't know. Is it a coincidence? I don't know. But it was so close to being six five. You can thank Christian Curley for it not being six to five. But Gautzes with a seven to five win on Sunday and it was a game in which the Gauchos got a three spot early. Brandenburg struggled with his control. Gauchos got the big hit. Mosby, the double down the line. But Oregon starts chipping away. They got two in the last of the third. Gauchos got the solo homer opposite field by Jordan Sprinkle in the fifth. And then right away, Oregon chips away, ties the game. 4-4, and you're thinking, okay, we got we got a game on our hands here. Gauchos scored two in the sixth. Shut down inning by the Gauchos, and then in the last of the seventh, Oregon had got a run across, had a chance to tie, and Gauchos were able to sneak out of it with the lead. Christian Kirtley hits the homer in the eighth. So at that point, it was 6-5, and in my head, I was like, oh, it would be so cool if it ended 6-5 here, even though it would not be cool because it would be stressful the last few innings. But Curtly gets the homer, left center, off of Summers. 7-5 lead, last of the eighth. Gauchos get in trouble. Walk the bases loaded. Oregon's got their big guys coming up. But Ryan Harvey comes in and shuts the door, gets a fly out to left field, and then has a clean ninth, 1-2-3, to earn the save his second of the year, and bounce back after the uh, the walk-off homer on Friday. So you come away from that, you're feeling good, and Gouch is trying to ride that momentum into this week with the home game against LMU and then the two games at uh, Lake Elsinore against UC San Diego. But, I mean, all these games this weekend, they were all close. They were tightly played games. The total run difference uh, within the, the, the four games was five runs. Oregon with two run, one run wins. Gouches with a one run win and a two run win. So at any juncture of the game, it would it would swing on a on a pass ball, on an error, on a on a stolen base, on a two out hit, advance to second base on a on a pass ball or whatever, and the games would flip. 
just like that. And it shows the importance of taking care of the baseball, throwing quality strikes, and and finishing innings when you got two outs and nobody on. And issuing two out walks or giving up a knock and losing your focus and like Oregon was optimistic and as far as if they reached with two outs, they maybe stole base or Gouches committed an error and they were able to get two out hit more often than not. But Gouches were resilient and came away with two wins. Uh, the defense was outstanding, especially in the infield. Kyle Johnson, great plays at first on line drives, on one hoppers, on on throws in the dirt, on throws that were high where he had to scale the bag and f- grab it in foul territory. Like, very, very underrated plays by K.J. over at first. Darby with the plays up the middle at second base. You had Leo. He made two diving plays, one horizontal to his left, one the leaping grab on Sunday. And then, I mean, Sprinkle was just rock solid. Rock solid. In the outfield, like Mortensen had the sliding catch early in the series. But that the, the fence is... So much different there at PK Park now. And uh, saw a lot of home runs over the weekend. A lot of home runs. Some wall scrapers. There were a couple that bounced off the top of the wall or players had a chance to rob. There was the one that bounced off the glove, of course. So, I mean, even the homer by Tanner Smith. I think it would have been a homer with the old fence as as well, but it was just a high, high fly ball to right field that, that sailed out over the fence. So not taking anything away from the hitters who uh, who earned those home runs. But um, PK Park definitely played different compared to when the Gauchos were there in 2016. So good series overall. You got LMU tonight. Hayden Hattenbach on the mound. He will get the start. And then two games this weekend at a neutral site at that great ballpark down at Lake Elsinore against the Tritons, non-conference games. Um, before you start Big West Conference play against Fullerton. So I think Gouches are in a good place. And the Saturday night and Sunday performances, that could be an early early marker in this season with the way they bounced back after the two losses. It was it was cold. It was um, There was a hostile environment. The students there were uh, boisterous, to be, uh, <laughs> to be sure. They were definitely boisterous, and that's a good opponent in Oregon. And any time you can go up there and split, um, that's a good thing. So, got to 7-4. They're off to a good start uh, at the top of the conference. And I think it's time to get to our hitter and pitcher of the week. And on the offensive side, awarded just this afternoon, Xander Darby with the hitter of the week. Of course, he had the two-homer performance on Friday. On the weekend, he was uh, four for 12, four runs scored, two homers, two walks. He was hit by three pitches as well, um, which was good for second place. Mortensen hit by four pitches. So we'll give the honorable mention to Brock, who made the best of his uh, two hits that he got. They were two two two-run homers, and they were clutch two-run homers. One Tied the game, and one was right after the slam by Cromwick to get the Gauchos back on the uh, positive momentum side. So, uh, Xander Darby, congratulations. You're our hitter of the week. 
And on the pitching side, it was kind of tough. Because Corey went six on Friday, allowed just five hits and one run. But I'm going to give it to Hayden Hattenbach. Matt Ager, a close second. But Hayden, three and a third in game two on Saturday. Gave up two hits and no runs. He walked one and struck out three. And those were in those middle innings where the Gauchos were trailing. And he just didn't give Oregon anything. Didn't give him anything. He was efficient. He was breaking ball working. He was moving both sides of the plate. And he was pitching with a lot of confidence. Um, and you can say the same about Matt Ager. He closed out the game. He got the save. He looked really good. And he sounded really good on the interview. So um, those are your two nods. But I'm going to give the pitcher of the week nod to Hayden Hattenbach with the uh, close runner-up and Matt Ager. Um, honorable mention as well, Harvey with the save, uh, four-out save on Sunday, his second save of the year, and um, he looks good in that closer role. He definitely does. So he's going to be valuable coming out of the pen uh, to close things out, pumping a 94-95. Um, let's see. I think that'll do it. Closing out this week's pod. Again, Gaucho's 7-4. and four. They got three games this week, one at home against Caesar against uh, LMU at Caesar Wasaka Stadium, and then they head down to Lake Elsinore Friday night, 6 o'clock, Saturday afternoon at 4 against UC San Diego. Uh, big thanks to our interviewees, assistant coach Dylan Jones, your hitter of the week, Xander Darby, and your runner-up pitcher of the week, Matt Egger, over the weekend. And thank you to our sponsors, Kyle's Kitchen and Smart Office Interiors. We thank you for your continued support, and we look forward to seeing you out at the ballpark. Okay, that'll do it. Signing off for this week. Uh, Hope you enjoyed that, and um, hope to see you out at Caesar Wasaka Stadium tonight against LMU. Have a good one.